Hi, I'm Riz, and you're listening to Resemblings. If that sounds familiar, that's because it's from the Disney Channel. And I've thought about doing that intro for like the last four days, and I was like, I need to do that. So if, if that works, just imagine me drawing like a um, Disney Channel-esque logo, because we can't draw a Disney Channel logo, because I don't want to get sued by a mouse. Um, welcome to Resemblings, a podcast. That's my subtitle, remember that. Um, I'm in the public. This is a coffee shop that I'm recording in. Um, yeah, this is odd. I usually go into my dungeon, but this is like where, um, where, in, where in a coffee shop, there's a window, there are people. There's people who are probably listening to me in the coffee shop while they're sipping coffee. Um, but we'll just go through it and like bury this as a memory that you know, when you're lying in your deathbed and you're just thinking what just happened and you go back that one time in the coffee shop when everyone was listening over. Yeah, anyways, let's start with some stats because I think that's a good way to segue into other segues that go into other segues. Um, so last episode was called Dumpster Fire Experience. We have 51 listens. That's, um, if I can calculate what percentage that is of a thousand, um, that would be 51 multiplied by a thousand divided by a hundred. <laughs> That's now 510%, but it's pretty close to a thousand. I think we're really reaching that mark. And thank you if you listened if you listened along. Um, it does mean a lot because all of these like random numbers appear, and those numbers mean people, and that just blows my mind. So thank you for listening. If you haven't. What are you doing? Uh, if you haven't, then just find it or ask me or ask someone else to find it for you. Um, thank you also to the people who came up to me in person and actually said they heard it. That's a whole different level of awkwardness because there's people who come up to you and then they say, that podcast episode was great and you're like, same to you. <laughs> so yeah, um, thank you if you've come up to me and said good things about it. Thank you if you said good things about my sister. I told her and she was awkwarded out. She became a shell. Um, but yeah, she's, she's going back to Germany and we'll feature her like in another 20 years or something. But yeah, thank you from her side as well. Even though she wouldn't say that to you, I will say that to her. Thank you from our whole family clan. Um, but yeah, this episode, um, let's go to our bullet points. I jotted some down. We finished stats, we finished our intro. I think it's time for a Pokemon cue card. I wonder what that even means. Do I have to throw the Pokemon ball now? Is that, is that it? Is you that have, the you Pokeball have to, needs you have to evolve be... from the... Hi, Riz. Hi, John. Fancy meeting you in a coffee shop. What are you doing here? Uh, What's the I'm, purpose? I'm, <laughs> it's a very deep question for a lunchtime. Um, I'm Jonathan Ralph, and I've been very lucky to have been invited to resemble along with you. Did I invite you? Yeah, I think so. Either that or we just randomly bumped into each other in Hockley and you went, hey, I'm doing this thing. Also, side side note, Jonathan is a surgeon um, and he walks around with surgical material. Can you translate that sentence? That sentence needs translating because I've got a a small kit bag of uh, recording equipment for podcasting, which uh, Riz has decided looks like I am a portable surgeon. Um, it, it's, a, it's an improvement on when I went with my toolkit. I went into B&Q and bought a £4 uh, plastic toolkit. And every time I was walking, when we used to do the book club pod show, 
I used to walk into coffee shops looking like I was about to change a light bulb. Um, so this is an improvement, uh, although I now need to wear blue scrubs to, to accompany my surgeon's toolkit by the time. And you're drinking a tub of... Um... Well, I wasn't quite prepared for how large the large Americano was, and it is a small bucket of coffee. Um, a new lesson I've learned the other day is if you go into a coffee shop and you say, I want a latte, they go for the big one. And it's like, if I don't say the littlest one, can you... Not- can you not give me the overpriced one? And then you're given this tub and you're like, that's exactly what I want. Right. Thank you very much. That's a good tip. That is, I always say the smallest, cheapest copy you have. Yes. Can you calculate the price per milliliter for me and work out what the optimum... Did optim- you see me try to calculate 51 over a thousand? I thought that percentage was spot on because clearly... 510 percent of people need to listen to this podcast. So They do. Can we start with your intro? People don't know who you yes. are yet. Uh, I Besides am, being a surgeon. Apart from... From being a mini surgeon, uh, I'm Jonathan Ralph. I am uh, a solutions architect at Comify, and I also do a lot in the Nottingham tech community. So um, I'm lucky enough to have met loads of interesting people, including yourself. Yeah. And um, I'm just thinking we should censor out the company word because it's like you're from <laughs> from from what from uh, what from my company the, name? Yeah, because from it's like Comify. Yeah, you can't just say it twice, okay? You get one. One shout out per episode. That's fine. Uh, for a, for and a company. And then we charge per millisecond. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so in that sense, the podcasting conversation was something we started a while back, um, which was something you were interested in. And yes. it's very nice to actually come full circle and actually, and actually a- appear on, while walk, on while walking that, people walk by. Yes, uh, we could just turn this whole episode into commenting on people's attire in a typically wet British summer. Yeah. Um, but you're just trying not to be distracted and concentrate on your bullet points, I exactly. think. Exactly, bullet points. So I just saw someone run across the street. Every time someone runs, it's like, I am rooting for you because I know exactly what that feels like. I think she's going for a bus with her Poundland bag. Yeah. Um, let's hope is she makes it. Oh gosh, oh gosh, there's a whole... It must be like a race. I bet... No, I think... I think the one at the front is chasing the one at the back and they're going the... Maybe, maybe she got the, the pair of fluffy socks that the other one wanted and so she's going to go and try Probably. to steal them off her. Right, okay, so where were we? Oh, I don't um, know. We're in a coffee shop. That's where we were. We've mentioned that. What was I going to say? Um, don't know, there was, a, there was a Pokemon reference and then I stumbled in. I think you kind of nailed that. Oh, that's all right then. Good. What was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you some like really... Oh yeah, I was going to say... On the topic of podcasting and full circle and now people running in circles, um, I think it was interesting when you reached out because as most things happen in life, it was because of Twitter. And I think you reached out and you said, you know, if there's any help that you need or, you know, and I kind of really asked you a lot of questions and stuff like, what's the medium of podcasts? Like, what's, what's the easiest, laziest way I can do this? And so, yeah, that was really helpful. And I think... Uh, my selfish thinking was then, right, if I'm going to have guests, I should start with a podcaster because then it kind of makes my life easier because I don't have to, like, cue you into saying stuff. I mean, to be fair, your sister set a very high bar, so in that sense... Yeah, but that's just, like, internal monologue. <laughs> like, just, that's just how I speak to my head. I suppose in that sense you have been doing that together for years. Yeah, I think we, have, we had a head start, but I think with the other with humans besides my sister... I think it was that was that's the only reason you're here and your surgical equipment and that and that as well. I think for me that still it's it's strange in this. You could argue that with the 
TV generation and YouTube being such a massive thing that that people may skip audio as a a medium, but there is something very accessible about it still that people can still be doing their commutes or other jobs and still listen to a podcast without being distracted by what t-shirt somebody's wearing or whether they're running across the front of a window of a coffee shop and so it's it's quite a digestible form of communication still you know taking the time to sit down and read a book still requires effort I've got a reading list that's longer than I've got time for but yet somehow because there are activities like commuting into work that I'll stick somebody else's podcast on and I actually find that still um, it's it's something that I reach for because it's it's just fun to listen to other people's thoughts yeah I mean and I'm you get started, to hear it in their own words as well exactly I've started I mean the other day I tweeted out again for podcast recommendations and literally just people just threw recommendations at you yeah and I've started going through the list and there's just such a variety but how, how have you found it considering you're you're used to writing words down I mean how have you found it how have you found it actually speaking them rather than just looking at them on the page? It's so weird. Like it just, which is why I usually start off like if I show you, I'll show you later. If I show you my bullet point list, like my intro, I would have written that down, and I see nothing of that intro, and I just write it down just to get a feel of stuff. So I write something down, and I don't use that at all. But I'm trying to switch it up with write it in my head and not be constrained by even the vibes of what I'm going to say just like really bullet point it and then just say it it's like a safety net though isn't it yeah, it's, it is. it's the fact that at least you've got something there if you need it because one of the bits of early feedback I got was the fact that I was reading like it was I was a robot and I wasn't really sounding like me because yeah. I was just reading something I'd pre-prepared and I and I took that on board as a, as a sense that it doesn't have to be perfect just do it and this is the thing even with equipment I mean most people these days have access to a smartphone of some degree and 90% of sharing your thoughts is just getting getting them on paper or yeah. just using any kind of voice recorder. Because it's so easy to fall into, I don't have the equipment for that. Oh gosh, I mean I'm a, I'm a magpie is on often a word I use for, for describing my distraction with technology is that you'll go, I need this. And it's like, yeah. you don't need this. You want, you want it maybe, but you know, in the grand scheme of things... That's not preventing you from. Yeah, I think the other way I see it is, it's almost like a fallback. So if somebody criticizes your creativity or something, you can almost make it into like, I know you shouldn't be self-deprecating. Is that how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, because like I'm just doing out my, you know, broken screen phone. Like that's the joke. Like, then it kind of gives you that. I don't know how to describe my feelings, but it's like, but if you have this equipment, then there's almost like a certain, you're professional, and you need to do it more professionally. And don't get me wrong, if you were, if you were under a writing experience where you had premium quality paper with a nice pen and you were sitting down, you might feel differently about what you're writing than if you found a scrumpled up bit of paper and a pencil. So there is an element to, if you are treating your craft with care, you may feel different about how you record, but actually most people just assume that podcasting is something that other people do. And it's just... it's just. But it's a good way to start, is like yeah. have the cheapest, like, I would suggest, I mean, I'm just in episode three, but I would suggest if anyone wants to start, it's like just start, and that would be your comfort net, is because it's so cheap and it's so disposable in a way. 
that you can give it away and nobody will criticize you or judge you. But if you start building like a recording studio, like people, then you you solidified the foundations, which is a very which is a scary feeling if yeah. you've not done it enough. Yeah. I and think once you've done it enough, then it's fine. Look at the amount of um, blog sites that talk about how to start a startup business, and they they'll talk endlessly about how you need a social media account and how you need all of these tools and you need customer management, you need mailing lists. And it's like, well, actually, that's not the reason you went into setting up your small business or whatever. It's the same with podcasting. If you spend ages going, I need to work out how I'm going to get this on Google Play or Apple Podcasts, or you've, you've instantly set up about 15 things that you've not done yet. When in fact, like your first episode on, was it SoundCloud that you, that you published it? It's like, well, that's fine because you can point people to that audio. And like I think the first one was literally me walking in my room. Like it was so fast because I just wanted. And the good thing that I had was again I had that deadline. Mm. It was when I was going to announce the podcast. Everything led up to it, and I had given myself that deadline. It's like that's it. It's going out. People need something, and you're just going to say something and you're going to put it out. And I don't even think I heard it back. I might have, but cringed really hard and just put it out there. And over time, it just gives you the confidence to do it. How do you more. find that works with your creativity? Do you find that pressure and deadlines helps or hinders? Yeah, I think I think it helps personally because I need. I've always been a sort of person who needs to be like pushed into discipline. But I think it's it's discipline that you need. It's not inspiration. That is so hard to master. But I think more than just deadlines. The other thing I really liked is being accountable. So if you say like in your previous in your latest fine episode when you said when you're accountable if you've announced it to the world suddenly you're accountable and show like one person's noticing but if I if I've said I'll do it then it I have to do it I mean it's something that you've you've helped me with as well is that some of the ideas that I've had recently you've said just do it and because I've discussed it with you in the past it's just you're not accountable you know it's not like you're going to get a telling off if you've not done it but at least sharing that idea makes it real yeah and then just doing it every day, which, again, I've done a lot of things every day. Even if it was terrible, I've done something every day. And recently, I've started reading every day. Like, um, I spend 15 minutes, at least try to spend 15 minutes after work. And I keep the book on my desk. So as soon as the work ends, like, I sit, I count that for my time. Like, it's not work time, obviously, but in it's my own work time. And I spend 15 minutes reading and... That's that's been helpful, and then I leave, I try to leave the book at work, because otherwise I'll have the excuse of no I'll read it in the bus or I'll read it before sleeping or I'll read it over like a cup of tea and I never do, so it's like I leave the book there even when it's on a good part, like I leave it and that's motivation for you know coming to work. Well, that's not motiv like no that's not motivation for coming to work. That was a very weak joke. I think the delivery just like felt really flat, but. Um, that's just motivation to pick up the book again and I finished one book and I'm halfway through the second book which is Make Time so it's like really fitting well and so yeah just do something every day but podcasting doesn't have to be every day but, no, but I mean, repeatedly enough do it so often that it becomes second nature yeah I mean I've gone some days on the because on, I drive into work I will sometimes put my voice memo recorder on in the car and just use it as a way of streamlining my thoughts for the day. I've actually, I'm never going to release it. 
but the fact that I've actually, and I find the same with writing, is that there's something about the power of the words coming out of your, your grip or your mouth that because you've had to think about what you want to say, it makes it more real, and especially if you share it with somebody else, like you were saying about being accountable. Exactly. And it's just also just a good way, because I look back on stuff I've done and I, again, I cringe a lot, but it's like I'm grateful for my past self for having done it, because now I have something tangible, which I wouldn't have if I hadn't done it. Yep. And you're going to regret so many times when, you, when you'd wanted to do something, or when the idea struck. Because as much as you were hesitant about doing podcasting, because about speaking in public and, and all this. I think I was just... You could, still, you could still tell it was something you wanted to do, or at least have a go at. I was hesitant because it's like, oh, another podcast. Like, I'm the person who takes the mickey out of podcasters, like... But like I've been saying recently is that it's the fact that you get something out of it is why you create art. I'm not saying that every podcast has to be art, but the same point is that you're doing it for yourself. If other people find value in it, then that's fine. So even if nobody listens to it, there is something about the this, this structure of recording and being proud of something. More than that even, I think the larger picture for myself personally was, it was about speaking. It's like I can, I have these things I want to say and not enough energy or I think opportunities also for someone to sit and listen. So I'm just going to throw my words in a consumable package and then people can have it if they want to. Absolutely, because I think the, the interesting thing about, on the one hand, you say there are a lot of opportunities in Nottingham to, yeah, yeah. to go and speak at meetups and you should definitely take chance, chances with it. The thing is, though, is that you find popular meetups are already booked up till... Should we start naming them? We could do. Should like, we add them? Like, considering how... Ridiculously that one efficient. time, that one person. That ridiculously efficient Emma is is booking things up till 2020. Yeah. Um, and so in that sense, you kind of think, well, that's you know, it's it's so good, such a good event. But if the if the act of speaking somewhere that you feel safe and secure is not available very frequently, then the idea is what you're what I think you're saying is at least with a podcast. What am I saying? I don't know. But at least what I think you're saying is that at least with a podcast, you're still able to have that experience of speaking because I needed that often enough like I need something practice for me as repeatedly like for me again it's every day or every other week and meetups would never like you don't go to a meetup every day you cannot you will socially drain yourself out and it's a lot of it's a lot of preparation I mean I don't know how long but your last talk that you gave them. How, how many hours did you spend on that? I didn't, like, I spent writing about, I would say, maximum week and a half or two. But I thought about it for at least a good two and a half months. And it was reading, it was like note taking, it was changing topics. It and was I a lot yeah. of just like internal, just splatting your brain into layers, is how I describe it. And I found that that's, oh, it's almost why. Having a smaller number of talks that you give more frequently gives you the chance to hone and improve that talk than if you were to do a different topic every time. Because the one thing I found with doing a couple of my talks in various places, and I've, I, I've taken the time to go and bother meetup organisers saying, "Do you want? Do you want this?" 
and they've got and they've gone yeah. and they've gone yeah because a lot of them are, are not, you get a talk and you get a talk they, they desperately want to get people speaking so I've been as far west as you know Stoke on Trent and crew and stuff dri- driven at my expense but it gives me an opportunity to practice um, so you're right it is it is repetition that definitely helps and so inspiration if you fall into the trap of you know I'll get inspired to write because I've been writing less frequently. Well, look at your your project that you did. You know, something every day for 365 days, and and it's the same with when I did podcasting in November, which is National Podcasting. You know, Napod Pomo is the the short version, and I had to do a episode every day. And it's like that forces you to think. Well, I, I can't just talk about something that I've planned for two and a half months. I've just got to wake up and go. What do I feel like talking about today? And that was quite freeing. Because you just went, oh, today's weather's a bit rubbish and typical British summer, and you just talk, talking random. But the, part of the problem you have is a bit of imposter syndrome, a bit of other things of saying, well, why would people want to listen to me talk about I mean, yeah. that? And it's just like, well, you, you're kind of putting the blocks. It's like writer's block equivalent. Although, again, I don't know if I was trying to be really hip. I always said I don't believe in writer's block. Yeah. And it's just like you're just... I don't know how to describe it again, but it's like people spend months or years saying, oh, I'm in the writer's blog. Like, they almost treat it like they're on vacation. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's like you're just scared to write. Yeah, and I, I've seen people that said, even if you just did almost like um, this, wrote the same sentence on a piece of paper over and over again, you're still writing. And it may be from that you think, well, look at me. I am actually writing. I haven't got writer's block. And so, yeah, a lot of it's just... It's a mental... And more recently, I've discovered that because I've been writing less frequently because I've stopped being in a train so often, that was was such a premium time to write, and I really, like, enjoyed all the poems I've written then. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, that's the thing I was telling myself the other day. It's like, you don't have writer's block. You're just listening to your critic a lot. Like, just stop it. Like, now you suddenly put yourself up on a pedestal and it's like, stop listening to you. Like, you still can't write. It's like you're being judgmental of your own self. And if you stop that, if you literally just... Because everything won't be something that will be remembered. I think that's a deep thing to say. But you can have really trashy, creative fulfillments. And... But isn't it funny that, that the, the, structure, the structure of your commute allowed you to make use of dead time and make it productive? And yet, what you could say is when you get home or I'm going to do half an hour of writing. But because we have less structure at home or we, because we're in control, we don't, we don't allow ourselves to steal some time in our day to go, I must be creative for half an hour. Whereas if you went back to using a train, you'd go, oh, brilliant, I can write poetry. Whereas actually you could do that now, but because you're in control of your life, suddenly adulting becomes, you go, oh. It does. I think it's just, there's also distraction. Like, I didn't know anyone in the train. And that was just really soothing. It's like no one interrupts you. Yeah. And you're just... You, and because you have so little time to yourself, you really want to do something that you want to do. And I think this reminds me of... Uh, Casey Neistat is a vlogger I watched a lot on YouTube and his advice for like for people who are struggling to come up with what they want to do in life like creatively speaking or just even like hobbies wise was just start doing anything 
So he started dish like he was a dishwasher at like a local restaurant, and he said he hated it, and that hate made him want to pursue something he likes, and that's that's really a thing. Again, that's something I remember every time. It's like if I'm struggling, I just start doing chores or start doing boring work, and because I'll hate it so much, I will know what I want to do. Yeah, there was an interesting thread I picked up on Reddit recently where they were talking about people that were procrastinators and, and people like that and asking for advice on how they overcome that and they said one bit of advice that struck with me is that there are three types of tasks you should do in the day there is stuff that is essential for your living there's stuff that's repetitive or, you know it's things like you know paying the gas bill or you know stuff that you I need to do I don't know that do. okay that's yeah. good I'm well going to one I'm sorry and the, and the third category is, is pleasurable it's stuff that actually you know you should always make sure you've got tasks that aren't just boring I need to wash the car I need to clean these windows again I've never washed my car that's, you keep well, that's naming these things for. that's what's rain for I know well to um, be honest I've had a car for like I don't know when I got it and now there's like spider webs and I think it just adds to the aesthetics oh, yeah. so I'm leaving them all you're actually giving a home for small invertebrates I'm a pet owner now. I'm not sure that spiders are an invertebrate. Anyway, classification of biology is not something that's in a strong point. I did get an A star in biology. Oh, well done. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And then I dropped it in A levels. How's that? How's that working out for you? Well, I can mention it on this podcast, right? There we go. That was worth all those years of studying. Shockingly enough, I also got an A star in maths. And then you still saw me try to calculate. 510 percent. 510 percent. Well, I think that's the title. I think you're just optimistic about how, you know, you, you can see into the future about how your podcast is going, growing already. I am telling you the future. Yeah. We get cancelled. So we, we've stopped doing buses, we're now doing 500% growth. I think that still is a bus amount. It's an awful, yeah. My views will always be calculated in the unit of a bus. Yeah, 51 sounds like it's more double-decker bus, sort of. I don't know if you'd fit... Four buses. Four buses? Oh, I suppose... Yeah, you were going off average occupancy, not just everyone crammed on like sardines. No, seats. Oh, seats, okay. Seats, four buses. Thank you to the four buses who heard, you know, our podcast. Um, I had another thing I had to ask yeah. you. Was... You recently started something, and I know I said I'll charge per millisecond. I'll give you the opportunity to to say to hype it up because you know I'm a natural hyper. You are a natural hyper, and you are also partially responsible for kicking me into doing something about this. So in that sense, it's your own fault so, for mentioning okay. it. Okay, now people are going to blame me as well. No, that's fine. It's, it's I'll the cut fact this that out. because of the fact that I've been enjoying doing uh, presentations and speaking and doing a lot of reading around it. Then I recently started talking about Speak Up Knots, which is a I think you need to scream it because there's an exclamation There is two ex- I, I put two exclamation marks in it just because, yes, uh, overuse of punctuation. Um, but, yeah, Speak Up Knots is uh, an idea of writing a short course to say um, to people if they want to improve their public speaking. And it's not just public speaking, I, I, as I said in the, the intro video, but you find a lot of times that just getting your thoughts in order and trying to speak coherently so that other people want to do what you want to do is a skill even in private life, let alone business. And so it's an idea of trying to see if there's an appetite for people to come together and start talking about, yeah, I mean, more formal presentation skills as well, like the use of presentation support materials, because 
the amount of bad slides that I've seen over the years, and it's just... I mean, I did a lightning talk at Tech Nottingham about it a while back. I was going to ask, it, was it your own slideshow that you're talking about? Basically, yes. Um, well, no, because I've, I've been there, and, you know, you sort of start with the default PowerPoint template. And can we start... Can the first class be you showing your bad presentations? Without a doubt, yes, because I'm not... Uh, and I'm, I'm by no means suggesting I am the expert on this. I mean, the whole point is to... You, I, as I found with presenting to meetups is that I learn a lot from listening to people uh, ramble and also the, the feedback I get after, after doing it so in the same with presentation course you were so boring <laughs> yeah this is more of a comment oh you finished I've woken up now no not that kind of thing. but the um, yeah so it's it's something that I've, I've currently done a, a few tweets about and trying to get interest I've got a survey that I've attached to it just to see if there's enough interest about how it. many bus loads have we got I've, I've got a very small um, tricycle at the moment okay. I, think, I think literally can we, I've can got we a, increase that from a tricycle to at least like a mini cooper I'd like, I'd like at least a mini bus soon um, so oh, I'm gonna I was going to say mini cooper oh mini cooper oh, yeah. five people five people <laughs> Maybe one lying across, so that might be six people. Yeah, I so love Mini Coopers. They so are cool, aren't they? What, an original one or one of the new ones? Just, just a posh-looking one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's. I think for me that one of the things that I've had the most pleasure out of this community is that people support each other, is the fact that there are some great public speakers in our midst in this city, and I've learned from the likes of... Jess and Matt and, and other people that are just great people and very we're, supportive. We're not themselves. just making up names; these are actually no, names these are, these for are our international these, listeners. That's right. These are not people that are walking by the window that I'm naming randomly. Oh, there's Jess. Yes, but yeah, no. So in that sense, it's it's part of the opportunity is to try and give something back to say so people what aren't confident. What's people supposed? What's people? What's people supposed? What's people? Them people, if you just have people, a look at my Twitter account, it's just at JBJohn. We charge extra when you name a username. That's right. Um, that I'll, will get I'll, added on. I'll give you an extra. I will send you my lawyers. Okay. That's fine. Okay, so we'll, yeah, speak up not. Speak up not. That's what you're supposed to say. That's right. It's almost like a football grunt. Yes, it's got a rhythm to it, hasn't it? Okay, um, speak up not. If you're interested, go to my Twitter account, yes. which is at RizBiscuits. Then go find Jonathan if you're interested. Thank you then for the retweet. Go, yeah. No problem. Then go to speak up, speak up, not um, survey, and fill that in so we can, you know, go have our mini Cooper. And yeah, thank you for that. Very interested in how that goes, and yep. we'll, we'll charge you per the hour That's for fine. any like worldwide success that you get. Thank you. I owe it all to you. Also, next up, it's National Tell a Joke Day. That's what I was gonna fully embarrass you with and ask you to tell us a joke. National While I count down, and you're not allowed to Google oh, on your I was, team CI screen. Is that I was trying? To, look, just because I've still got an iPhone SE does right. not mean I've got a team. Ten, screen. nine, um, eight. What's one of my seven, bad puns? Six, five, four, three, two. Oh yes, um, I was um, at the vets this morning, and the vet said to me that my cat was in heat, but I didn't know she was famous. That implies that you know that the magazine exists, but you know, that's I fine. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that's fine. Cultural references. The secret to my jokes is I don't understand other people's. So, yeah. That's good. So thank you. Thank you for that. National um, Telejoke Day. Yeah, yeah. National Telejoke Day. Jonathan has... Attempted. Has started failing it. Well, 
Um, or we'll Fred let, Passinger. We'll let the listeners decide. Right. And last bit of our um, bullet point was, um, I think we're doing smoother segues now. We just go dead silent. Why not? <laughs> and then it's just like, um, yeah. So, but th- like that's how conversations happen. So I'm not gonna pretend I can say switch topic and then we switch topic, but switching topic. Switching. I yeah, did. Ask, I, no, I did. Okay. So, last bit I think because we've, we've chatted a lot and I forgot what we were talking about. But you did another thing which was kind of mind-blowing, was you took a bunch of words I've written and then you recorded them in your fancy schmancy sounding voice. And so yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that you did that and I will use my fancy MacBook skills to add that on at the end. And so if you're, if you're like, if you hate Shakespeare and you hate poetry, like this is goodbye. <laughs> like this is the part where you can just like like shut down this podcast but if you're into poetry so like a mini cooper of people like if you're into poetry um jonathan read one of my poems in his voice and it's called i forgot what it was called something window (laughs) so if you're interested in you know sticking by i try to like let loose my poetic side in doses in these podcast but I think there will be an episode like I might call you in another 20 years and we'll do a full poetry there's definitely a a space on your website for collecting your poems together because at the moment I just had to scroll through your Twitter feed to find one of your Instagrammable pictures to to Jamie or I think Jamie or Anna hi Jamie or Anna (laughs) told me that the other day and I was like can I get a Instagram version like an Instagram for my website that can be done in like an afternoon like is that possible? And if, if it's possible, then, like, can you do it for me? Because, <laughs> yeah, right now I'm just trying to get blog posts on my website. But again, what was interesting about that little reading your poem out was that instead of me thinking, oh, I need to write something first before I attempt to record it, I thought, well, I don't need to because I can use one of Riz's excellent poems and therefore I can just try and see how it was. So I ended up, without having to have the burden of, writing something i just able to look at your words and think how can we make this and it was it was fun because it's it was an it was a great piece about no no it was just the fact as you'll hear in a minute the fact that i did a bit of atmos behind it as well to try and give it a setting as well as it wasn't just 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 words okay should we just say it was just words it's not just words because they were they were meaningful because i thought yeah and I do not offer Jonathan to say that. No, you did not. No, it's good. We will give him a 20% off on that. On the, on, on, on the lawyers naming, coming around to knock on my on door. Him naming his, uh, his work of employment. And that twice. Yes. And don't you dare say it a third time. <laughs> because then I'll send my lawyers to your workplace. Right. Thank you very much for being featured. Um, All right, thank you very much. This wasn't as awkward as I thought. The people are still listening in and people are still walking. Thank you for being resemble guest number two. Well, I think you number. I think my sister will be like number zero. So I think we start. We start counting from zero. It's a good IT based numbering system. I can. I can also be your dork. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. Any last messages? Any closing messages? No. Maybe next time there won't be so much coffee grinding in the background. But one get home.
Thank you very much. Okay, bye. <laughs>